John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 says this, In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Or in other words, Jesus moved into the neighbourhood, and things started to look up. When Jesus began to change everything, he brought a light into the world that was meant for every single one of us. The light that Jesus brought with him shone into the darkness. It still shines today, and when darkness and light meet, there is only one winner. This pandemic year has shown me something significant. It's been a really bad year, of course, a completely horrible one. Yet the darkness in my year pales in comparison to the dreadful times that many other people experience globally and locally on an incredibly regular basis. It must be true then that there is a spectrum of darkness. At times, gloom will dwell on the edge of our vision. On other occasions, we might feel completely consumed by night. But in the words of John's Gospel, the light of Jesus cannot be overcome by darkness. Jesus says it himself in John 9 verse 5. He says, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. This might leave some listeners to be incredulous. People who feel overcome by darkness and who live with very difficult situations may well wonder what on earth these scriptures are talking about and how this view can be justified. My understanding from these words is that the light that shines into the darkness is not some delicate and flickering wick. It's not a bike like dynamo. There's more trouble than it's worth. It's not some energy saving bulb that takes 20 minutes to warm up. This light is a mighty blaze, a hall of chandeliers, a stadium of floodlights flooding into every crevice. You of course know that the sun is the star at the centre of our solar system. It's constantly producing energy and almost all of the energy produced manifests itself as radiation and visible light. So when the sun rises, the light isn't held like water in a bottle. Instead, like a stream, it flows out into the universe, hitting everything in its path. When that light reaches its destination, it is reflected from the surface into our sight to make those things visible. The reflection makes light spread further. If it encounters darkness, the darkness is then reduced because of the light. John writes that the life that Jesus has in him is a light. In the same way that light from the sun both shines into the darkness and bounces off of anything it encounters, so too Jesus's light shines into the dark and reflects from the people and situations it comes into contact with. That's why when Jesus gives the Sermon on the Mount, he tells the people listening that they too are the light of the world. His light has become their light. His light has become our light. We are all like a city on a hill that can't be hidden. The city shines so brightly into the darkness, like a beacon into the countryside around. We too shine into the darkness because we reflect Jesus's light. Coming up soon is Father's Day. And you know, my dad has many excellent qualities and it seems unfair to single one out, but he has a remarkable ability to always have every kind of battery you might ever need available in one of his specially organised drawers. And not just one battery either. Each size and version has a significant stockpile. So when I ride my bicycle to my parents' house and my bike light's battery expires while I'm on my way, I can guarantee, guarantee that my dad will have a replacement available so that I can cycle home safely. 
My dad isn't the source of the light. The light is, of course, powered by the battery. But we all need my dad to keep a drawer full of obscure batteries so that our bicycles will be lit up. When I'm working, I really don't mind the gloom. In fact, I enjoy only being illuminated by the computer screen. But sometimes my colleagues or my family arrive into the room and they turn the main light on. They're responsible for making the room lighter by flicking the switch. But they too are not the source of the light. We can be part of the process in bringing light into a place, but really it's the electricity company that are the source of the light. Thank you, Sweb. So too is this true with God, who is the source of all light. It would make no sense if I sat in the dark while a light switch sat within, you know, reasonable reach of me, and yet I rang up the electricity company to ask someone to come and turn the light on. Imagine. Neither would it make sense if I demanded that my dad drive to me so that I could have bike lights powered by a new battery. Instead, we know that the light switch in our house is our part of the operation. And while that battery door is a very useful resource, I need to get there in order to access it. When Jesus tells us that we are like a city that can't be hidden, it is because we reflect God's light into the world. God is the light which shines on us, but we have to reflect it into the world. This reflection is our part of the operation so that we are visible and darkness around us is quelled. To understand this better, it might help us to consider what Paul wrote in his letter to the Philippians. It's chapter 2, verse 13, and it says this, God works in you to will and to act in order to fulfil his good purpose. God supplies the light, but we are part of the process that reduces the darkness. A candle in the darkness always makes an impact, no matter the size of the flame. The tiniest light can still make a difference to the darkest of days. And when I dream of that ancient city on the hill, I can't know how many lamps are lit. All I see is a city sharing a blaze of light with its surroundings. Some of those household lamps won't be lit. That particular household may have run out of fuel or it just doesn't see the point because they've lost the will to do anything. And yet the city is lit up anyway, and all of those households still remain in the light. There may be days when you are the most enthusiastic of lamplighters. There may be other days when you can't bear the thought of it. Yet God's light will always be near us. And when we choose to reflect that light again, perhaps when our neighbour has stopped their own reflection, God's light will shine on all of us and the light will spread from us again. When the darkness of poverty or greed, racism or bigotry, sexism or homophobia, anger or war, disease or depression, death or mourning, when it threatens to overtake us, we need to try and remember that God's light is in the world. We can turn our face towards him and we will be reminded of that light. And how do we turn towards God? We call out and God will hear. You don't need the right words. You don't need the best clothes. Much like the sunbeams that can always be found, to paraphrase Paul in Athens, seek God and you will find him. He is not far from any of us. Thanks be to God. <laughs>